Hey, everybody. Welcome back to Coffee Code and Culture Season 2. I am one of your hosts, April Pointer. Uh, I have a new title. I am the Director of Organizational Effectiveness here at Worthwhile. I'll let Nick tell you what I really am. But um, we have Nick Marcy with us, who is our Business Development Manager. And I do have some questions for him, but I think we're going to have so much fun that we may not even stick to these questions. But we want to talk about how we cultivate enduring client partnerships. We're going to talk about Nick's journey um, into sales and what that means to be a salesperson uh, in, from his perspective. So without further ado, I'm letting you guys have access to Nick, who is one of my favorite people in the whole wide world. Nick, welcome to the podcast. Well, we've just lost the whole audience. You, you <laughs> said sales and everybody's like out the door. Done with this one. One thing that I have talk to people about a lot, especially come into worthwhile. So a lot of times, if you've listened before, we talk a lot about specifically our people and what makes us who we are at worthwhile. And that's one thing that in talking to Jason, which the podcast has not been introduced to Jason yet, but they are going to be introduced to him this season, I believe. So everybody buckle your seatbelts. Um, but meeting him, uh, in case you don't know, Nick reports to Jason, they work closely together. And uh, the first thing I said to Jason was, you don't strike me as a salesperson. You've got, you definitely can sell me on something, but I really feel like you're more relational than anything. And I feel like Nick, that's also how you, how your approach is with sales. Tell us a little bit about you, your background, how you came to Worthwhile. This is, you just share whatever you want to share and, and, and how you got into sales here. Yeah, so I'm born and raised in the upstate of South Carolina, originally from Anderson, uh, a resident to Greenville now. I've been about everywhere in between the two, which is not saying much because that's like 20 miles, but, you know, um, from the backwoods of Williamston up to the big city of Greenville. Uh, uh, spent the first part of my career after college as a elementary school math teacher, um, which shout out to all the teachers out there. My wife's still a teacher. Uh, they have a lot harder job than uh, I, I do any day of the week, and I, I uh, give a lot of credit to um, the skills I've developed in sales and the relationship side, especially with having to deal with um, nine-year-olds and their parents. So that, that, that goes a long way. I, uh, I got out of teaching and actually got into insurance sales. Uh, that was purely a, uh, my wife and I sat down one day. Again, we were both teachers at the time, had our second child, and she's like, man, one of us actually has to make a living. You know, we thought we were making ends meet and then somebody kept on stretching those ends. Um, life of two-teacher household. So uh, got an insurance, again, met Jason, who April mentioned a few minutes ago at the gym and it kind of one thing led to there and I found myself at Worthwhile. So he and I actually have a little bit of a similar background. He was a teacher and then he did some insurance work and then he got into the software industry. That's the thing that I recognized with Jason when I met him was that he he just had a different vibe. And then when I met you, so uh, for those who are listening, Nick came on with us as a strategic account manager, and he's since been promoted into our business development manager. Manager, and you went from I mean, I mean, he's just the guy that's like all hands on deck. Anything that's needed, uh, anything, any heavy lifting, it's that person that just has that character of like whatever you need, whatever you need. Um, and so that promotion was 100% earned and well-deserved. And so Nick, I, you're now overseeing our sales team and we're growing that right now. What is, in your opinion, um, now that you're leading a department, 
what do you think is uh, some of the most like, I don't know, like the characteristics of a person that you want to have join you as an account executive or, or to represent worthwhile and what we're doing? What are you, what do you think are some of those characteristics that make for a good salesperson? I think there's, when it comes to sales, there's just like intangibles that cannot be taught that you just kind of have to naturally have like, and then there's things that can be taught myself. For example, I, um, you know, I grew up in, in the age where technology started to become like a everyday thing. Um, so I, I, it's not like I was, you know, not used to technology, but I would not have called myself like this super technological person to, a, you know, a few years ago, ask, you know, if you told me I was going to be, you know, leading up a sales team at a software company, I'd have been like, yeah, okay. <laughs> um, so I kind of look at myself a little bit as an example of somebody I try to hire. And I don't mean that in like a braggadocious way. I just mean that they don't necessarily have to have a software background to be good at selling software. We can teach that part. I, you know, I think you've just got to be good at talking to people. I think you've got to be willing to have tough conversations, ask tough questions and be okay getting tough answers. You know, one thing I learned early on in sales and insurance was every time you hear no, it's one step closer to a yes. And I've really like tried to live by that motto of, you know, I really don't mind hearing no because it's an answer. Well, I just, what I don't like is not to have an answer period. That's something I really try to look out for when looking at new account executives is almost give them a tough answer and see how they respond to it. A little bit of what I'm looking for. And I think too, that when it comes to people who are, they are, um, they're just wired different. They are wired to know and work and represent something similar to what we do at Worthwhile. And what I, what I think we represent here at Worthwhile, um, I don't have an extensive sales background, but I have worked in sales is that if I don't believe in what we're doing, I mean, even from the HR front, and being able to recruit people to come work here. If I did not believe in who we are and what we do here, or this was some like crazy toxic environment, it's really hard to sell a candidate on why we love it so much. But when people ask me, well, you know, what do you think is the best thing about work, working at Worthwhile? I'm like, how much time do you have? Because yeah. I could just go and literally I could talk to them for 30 minutes. Actually, um, one of our new hires on your team. I'm pretty sure I talked to him for like 30 minutes when he asked me, <laughs> what do I love about Worthwhile? I was like, how much time do you have? Because I will take up the rest of the interview to tell you all about Worthwhile. I just joined a discovery call. Um, Nick, can you tell a little bit about what a discovery call is? Yeah, so it's just, uh, you know, anybody that's been in sales before has probably heard the term BANT. Um, that's something that salespeople are looking to qualify if somebody is would be a good fit for us. And if we would be a good for, fit for them, it stands for budget, authority, need, and timing. So it's basically, do they have the money? Um, are they the decision maker or somebody else? What's the pain point that we're trying to solve and what, how fast are they trying to solve it? Um, so that's, as far as the discovery call goes, you're just trying to solve that and see if you fit each other. Yeah, it's kind of this like initial interview, you're getting to know them and their needs. And then they're also getting to know us and how we work um, in a very broad way. And so I got to join one of those with Nick and listen in and just be a fly on the wall. And it was just such a cool experience because yes, the word sales has such a, a bad flavor to it, but it truly was like you were building a relationship with that person. You were talking with her. She was laughing. If it wasn't, um, even though there is 
there is a bit of having to check the box for a business for our business, but it didn't feel like we're checking boxes. You guys were really just chatting with her, getting to know her, getting to know her needs. And she was very matter of fact as well, because it's not so much that you are manipulatively selling somebody on something. They have a need already, and we're trying to see if we're a good fit for it. So when you're navigating those conversations, it's more so about, like you said, selling yourself, getting getting them to know you more and knowing that if you represent worthwhile and you're a good person, then worthwhile must be a good person too. And I think our team just exudes that. I think that's what makes it so easy to not only build connections in the community, but also bring in uh, and recruit new hires. People message me, they wanna come work here. They're asking if we're hiring. They're literally knocking on the door. Um, and I would think from your perspective, I'd be curious to hear from your perspective when it comes to you know, having the, the actual business development mindset of this is where we grow as a company. This is how we stay healthy financially as a company, but also you are embarking in creating these relationships with people in general. Like it's just enduring, you know, cultivate enduring client partnerships. That's our theme of the year. And you guys really run that from the business development department a lot of times first, because you're making that first contact um, with, with people. So when it comes to building relationships and talking to people, um, it, not so much just the trust factor, but just, just building those relationships and having those ongoing partnerships, what has that been like for you at worthwhile? And, um, is there anything you find challenging about that? Is there anything you find super rewarding about that? I know that's a loaded question, but I'm just going to toss that over to you. I've always found that like being straightforward, and honest from the get-go is the quickest way to to win somebody over and i don't mean win somebody over in a manipulative way just you know it's my job to make sure that i'm the the source for somebody between worthwhile as the business and the client as a business um and you know a lot of people go about it a different way everybody has you know different strategy or tactic of how they approach it and Again, it, it may sound like a cliche answer, but I really just try to kind of tell my story a little bit. Um, you know, didn't have the the best childhood in the world. And a lot of times clients will identify with, you know, the struggle. A lot of everybody has their own struggle in some form or fashion. Um, so I just really try to I, I had the uh, the luxury of coming in as a strategic account manager where there was already a list of clients that I just have to go continue to build on a relationship with. So um, before I ever even tried to talk dollars and cents or business or anything with somebody, it was really about like, tell me about you. I'll tell you about me. I, I remember uh, one of our clients I, uh, in the very early stages, we talked about uh water damage from a storm and how my toilet wasn't flushing right and I needed to replace it like it doesn't have to always be about business and I would say 90% of the time when I talk to people it really is it's very very few times it's actually about business and those conversations are short because of all the the heavy work that was done up front it's really a human connection at the end of the day and that's something for me that I don't mind doing business with people that I feel care about me and care about what I'm trying to do, or even would tell me maybe I'm not the best fit or my company's not the best fit for what you have going on. But maybe I know somebody who, 
who might be a better fit for you. One of our values is industrious joy. And if I had to think of a person that represents industrious joy at Worthwhile, it would be you. What is it <laughs> you're the way you, even when you have challenges going on or we are fighting some uphill battle here, you are constantly keeping us lighthearted. You have deep passion for um, seeing things be done well and making sure people are taken care of. Where does that come from? And how do you keep that going even when it's like, you, you just want to punch something? <laughs> like, how do you just yeah, keep that so going? You know, without getting too, too much into the gory details, I, uh, you know, I, in my childhood, I had a dad that was in and out of prison a good bit. Um, I, I remember every morning I'd wake up, go down to the kitchen and mom would be waiting with breakfast and she would always repeat the same thing to me every day, which was don't let the stresses of tomorrow ruin today. And I just kind of like, it's a mantra of life. Like we only get one of these things. Um, and it, I've just found it is way easier to go through life being happy. I've seen people go through life that are just in a constant state of like anger or blah. And it's just, it, it just seems like it's so la laborious, laboring, like draining. And it's just, ah, uh, gosh, I would much rather just be happy. Like it's easier to be happy in my opinion. Now, I mean, may not be the same for everybody, but that's for me, a hard childhood has given me a lot of perspective on where the world sits. I love that so much because I think that, you know, iron sharpens iron. And when you are bringing that to the forefront, it, it makes other people catch fire with that, with that joy. And it's a reminder to us, like we can work hard and we don't have to take things so seriously. And, um, and we can still be very serious about our work and not take ourselves so seriously. And I think for myself, uh, a few years ago, I watched my dad pass away after his 11 month journey with colon cancer. And I tried to live my life in a way of keeping the, the mindset of what a gift this is. But when I have literally watched life fleeting from somebody and they're literally there with you and then they're gone, it mm -hmm. transformed me forever, forever. And so it doesn't mean we don't have hard days. It doesn't mean we don't get frustrated. It doesn't mean we don't get in our feelings sometimes. But if I just take a moment to catch my breath, I remember like it, it, it's literally fleeting. It, life is fleeting. And the things that we can do today to create an impact for other people and a ripple effect of positivity, I'd rather leave on that note than punching a wall. Oh yeah, hundred percent. And I, you know, as, as I say, had a rough childhood at times. I mean, it wasn't like all, you know, bad all the time. I had a great mom. Uh, she's a saint. Um, I wish everybody could have a mom that was like mine. Um, and then, you know, grew into marrying an awesome woman that, you know, I go home every day and two little girls that kind of, you know, a lot of women in my life, there <laughs> seems to be a, a theme here. <laughs> um, so I just, uh, appreciate all the all the women in my life from the five-year-old up to the well I won't say mom's age because if she watches this she'll get in the butt <laughs> shout um, out to mom yeah I, <laughs> so um, to the more mature women <laughs> that's right the experienced ones I love it 
I love that. Well, Nick, thank you for spending time with me today. One thing I would um, like to close out with is having you, for anybody who is looking to get into a sales role or being able to represent something among the sales world or business development world that maybe doesn't have a, a, a vast background in that, what type of advice would you give to them as they're trying to navigate their way into that career field? Be willing and never stop. Um, yeah, I've found just grinding day after day, uh, very persistent person, uh, sometimes to a fault, my wife, you know, sometimes she just wants me to listen, not try to solve a problem. Um, but I'm a problem solver in nature. I would just try to show the value that you bring, whether you know everything that you're talking about, or you got to fake it till you make it, just be willing to put yourself out there and have a conversation difficult, easy. It doesn't matter. Just be willing to, to step, step up and step in and do what you've got to do to show your worth. And the thing is, is that you came in to worthwhile and you had no background in custom software. I had no back. I had no background in custom software. I think, I think in one of our previous podcasts, I'm talking to Logan and I was telling, we were laughing about the fact that I, it was like my second day and I was recruiting him and I didn't even know what I was talking about. And I was like, am I talking about the right thing? And he was like, yeah, you're saying it right. And, and it's, you know, you've been here two years now. You had a recent promotion to our, um, man, our business development manager. And so it just goes to show you are truly a walking testimony of show up and be willing and learn and get in the trenches. Um, and it just goes to show that when you show up and you're willing and you've got that growth mindset, you kind of just get to sit back and watch the opportunities unfold for you. That's right. Fake it till you make it is a real thing. That doesn't mean that you lie or pretend you know something that you don't, but you know, all the developers that will eventually maybe listen to this uh, will laugh. I mean, in my interview, I, I reference something as C pound and every one of you will know what that means and you will laugh. But that is how far of what I did not know, because at least I didn't say C hashtag. So <laughs> I got that going for me. But um, yeah, you just gotta, you just gotta jump in and be willing to say, I don't know the answer and go find the answer. And that'll, that'll take you a long way in any aspect of life. I heard, I, I want to say maybe it was Dan Rundle the other day that said, it, it might've been him, somebody else. I'm sorry, I'm not giving credit to the right person if you're listening to this, but it was something along the lines of fake it till you make it. Well, twofold. Once I worked with this guy and he was a partner in this business that I worked at. And he said, I said, how in the world did you get here? And he said, you know, if you're confident enough and you know enough, you can do anything. And then you can learn the rest later. And right. I want to say it was Dan the other day said something along the lines of, you don't have to know everything, but you don't have to tell everybody you don't know everything you can know enough keep learning the rest ask for help when you need it be willing to say i don't know you know obviously if it's a really like important deciding factor it's okay to say i don't know or let me go get that answer but you don't have to know everything and one thing i've learned in, in my own career path no matter where i've been seated is that we're all just making it up as we go yeah. and um i'm actually having this guest on the podcast in the near future. His name is Robin McVeigh and Robin McVeigh, uh, what, we worked really closely together at a company and he was our president. And he said one day we were just sitting in the boardroom and he's just like, I don't know, we're all just making this up as we go. And I'm like, so young in the room sitting there and I'm like, he's making it up. And then you start realizing, 
we're all making it up as we go. But one of our values in action is to take intelligent risk. And that, I think that it speaks to being responsible, but nobody has it all figured out. So if you're giving yourself a hard time because you're trying to get into some new career field or whatever it may be, you don't have to have it all figured out. You just got to know that you are, you're bringing value and that you're willing to always learn and grow. That's right. You're not the only person flying, uh, trying to build the plane while you fly it. We're, we're all doing it. Personally, professionally. That's right. <laughs> awesome. Well, thank you, Nick, so much for joining us. And we will catch you all on the next one. Hasta la pasta.